You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, and we are proud to be partnered with Interstate Batteries. If you haven't visited your local Interstate Battery retail store to talk with a specialist about all your battery needs, you need to stop in. They have everything from batteries for your trail cameras, batteries for your rangefinders, batteries for your trucks, and everything in between. Uh, they have a battery for it. You can also go to find out more about the company and more about the batteries that they offer to interstatebatteries.com. This is a great company, a trustworthy company that has been around for several, 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 several years. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 57. On this episode, me and Drew are talking about kind of just a mid-season update, some uh, things that have happened, some things that we have learned, mishaps, how we like to cook deer meat, just a lot of random things that I think you're going to enjoy. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Um, yeah, we don't really have much of a like schedule for today. No, I'll just talk about maybe some Florida recap. Um, yeah, Florida recap, se- I killed season one. update, you killed one. Not with my vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So, You've killed two. I've killed two. No. Um, you finally killed a deer with... Yes. Oh, uh, while hunting in the woods, <laughs> yeah. so we'll talk about that a little bit today. <laughs> Uh, what else? Um, I had a crappy day the other day. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, we can talk about, um, some Onyx stuff that, that me and you were talking about earlier. Yeah, that would be really um, good to hit up on. And so, um, which I actually was like, hmm, that's actually, I just, I just thought that was really good. So we definitely need to hit that. Yeah. And just kind of, kind of just like early update. mid-season updates. Update kind of bullcrapping around yeah. talking about the week talking about a little bit of tactics it's kind of like a little bit of everything i got today. i got family coming in next week i know you got some family coming in yep. the next couple of weeks and so which i i can talk about that because i'm having to it's just my family hunts different than what i'm right. trying to get into now and right. so it's just going to be really interesting yeah. so we, we, we can talk about that too cool well man let's get started let's do it but first, first, before we start, we got to remind everybody, if you're listening to this, I have talked to a lot of people and seen a lot of posts on Facebook this past week. It's starting to get chilly, and guys are not happy with their Walmart 
camo. No. No, there's a lot of guys who are perfectly fine with it. But a lot of guys, really, it's really mostly in the, the scene, I guess, that me and you really spend most of our time with, the forums, which are like more of the mobile hunting. Yeah, running gun type running stuff. Running gun, um, you know, hunting beast, mm-hmm. public land type stuff. Yeah. It's really those kind of places where the guys are like not nearly as happy yeah. with their Walmart camo. I also say this, though. Um, for the guys that go and shoot, sit in shooting houses, which nothing against it, I've done it some this year. I'm going to do it some when my parent, when when my brother and dad come. I actually think you get colder in there, really, than in a saddle. And here's the reason why: in in the saddle, I can move. Yeah, you know, in a shooting yeah. house, you're just there unless you got a little buddy heater, which that's cool if you got that. But man, this grease stuff, especially that down jacket. Oh yeah, bro. All you need is like a T-shirt mm-hmm. on underneath it. I mean, it is, it is, it is warm, warm. And so that's what I'm saying, guys. Even if you are just a, um, uh, you know, like a, a, a shooting house guy, you know, man, get it because it, it's it's seriously the warmest stuff I've ever put on. Yeah, I like it, man. I've, I've, uh, I got to use it. Finally, got to use it on really pretty dang cold day. Um, <clears throat> yeah. For for here, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Monday it was thirty. It was thirty eight. Wind chill was thirty four. I think like mm-hmm. that wind was yeah rough on my yeah. on the bare skin on my face. We've seen some twenty nine, twenty eight like wind chill yeah. here. And yeah, it's there, it's been, there's been some pretty cold days, and I've seen a lot of guys that are not you know pleased with what they've got. And if that's you, check out Scree man. Screegear dot man. It is it's good stuff, man. And I, I was you know. What I've had, what I've been using, I was very impressed with the hard scrabble set, one seventy merino. Um, mm-hmm. It was all great. Like I knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna like the stuff that I got mm-hmm. recently. But I finally got to wear all of it. Man, it's awesome stuff. Yeah. Really hey, good stuff. The beanie's awesome too. How'd you get a beanie? I got the beanie, and I like it. I got the baklava. Yeah. Instead. See, I don't like stuff being around my face. I got enough of that already. Yeah, you got a beard. Yeah, so you, don't, you know, but you don't need it. but what I love about the beanie is that there there's some beanies that I've had in the past, or I mean, I, I felt like it was just pushing my head into you know like oh yeah it'll like give you a headache it's yeah like you sit there the and you're just like oh my gosh you know but <laughs> dude this one is the most comfortable one and i and, I, and i'm not saying that because you know um because we're uh, you know testing the stuff out it just seriously is the most comfortable beanie that i've ever put on and it's warm as all get out that's awesome it's merino wool merino dude i've i've this has been i haven't had a ton of experience with merino but i'm really liking what i'm what Me I'm too. getting out of Scree. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can do that for 15% off if you use the code, all lowercase, all one word, Southern Ground at checkout. Now, not only that, there's some pretty good deals still going on mm-hmm. right now on ScreeGear.com. So uh, go and check out that stuff. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Got anything else? Any no, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to get talk about. I'm really excited to get this stuff on, get it out, especially with this harsher weather we got coming in. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a lifesaver when mm-hmm. it comes to spending. We we did an episode on this. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about it. Um, the kind of clothing that you wear, it does matter in tactics. I mean, I see people say it all the time. Like you kill your, your grandpa killed a deer in plaid. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like I agree. He was probably freaking cold. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I would rather 
invest the money not in a camo pattern i don't care about the camo pattern mm. as uh, even no. though screeze is pretty awesome like yeah. all my stuff's in the summit pattern i really like it but um it, it doesn't matter nearly as much to me as how practical it is mm-hmm. you know as far as uh you, you can't kill them from and, the couch yeah and the longer you can stay in a tree stand the more chance you have of killing a deer it's true it's true very true so speaking of killing deer Mm-hmm. You killed a deer. I did. All right, let's start there. I did. I killed a deer. Um, actually, the one that I meant to go and kill. Um, not not with the truck. <laughs> not not jumping truck. out in front of me. Um, really interesting. Um, I know you had your wife on a couple months ago talking about you know hunting and di- different things like that, mm-hmm. which was one of the best episodes that I think you've done was was the one with your wife. Well, my my wife just randomly just asked during Thanksgiving break she goes can i go hunt with you on friday she's never done that and i'm like so at first i was like is this a joke like is Is everything okay is everything okay Uh, you know and um she's like no i I really want to go hunting with you i'm like okay um yeah we can go hunting and so um i knew it was gonna be kind of cold and so we we uh ended up getting up a little bit later than what i normally get up which is totally fine um I was going just to hang out with her um, and just really have a good time with her. She's never done this. So I was like, all right, th- this will be cool. And so we um, we went we set up um, on my club that I'm on. And we had different green fields and different you know stands on and everything. But I wasn't seeing a whole lot of deer sign at all, um, except on a couple of different crossings that were just on the roads. And so we literally just took two chairs and oh. got in between pine trees and just sat down. And... Um, we're sitting there, and, and and I heard deer down on the bottom, um, and I look over at her, and she's like, mm-hmm, you know, like that that head bob, nod, you know, like nodding nod, and then nod, and then, and so um, <laughs> part of me was just like, if this deer walks out, I'm just not going to tell her, and I'm just going to shoot and scare the mess out of her. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. And and so, sure enough, um, at about six forty, I look over to my left, and there was a deer coming through the pines, right on the crossing. I'm like, all right, great. Um, and then so I, I I nudged her. And I was like, "Hey, cover your ears." Um, she's like, "What?" I go, "Cover your ears." Thankfully, she didn't go. What? You know? I was like, <laughs> she, "You know?" I was, I was like, "Cover your ears." And so, um, deer stepped out, and and when it stepped out, it was only thirty five yards from us, and um, and I, I'd already had my gun up, and um, the deer stopped, looked at us. Cause, and I didn't know this at the time, but my wife was doing like this as the deer's looking at us. And, you know, it's like she's moving her hands to <laughs> her ears. She has no idea. She has no idea, like, what she's supposed to do. She just knows. I, I, she's, I asked her to cover her ears. And so she's, like, you know, doing like this and gripping her ears and all this stuff. Steps out, and I click off, and I pile driver. I mean, just boom, I'm shooting a 300 wind mag, 180-grain bullet, which I know me and you talked about earlier Yeah. Um, prior to the, uh, us, us coming on. And a 180-grain bullet out of a wind mag at 35 yards, that hole was vicious on the other side. That was pretty rough. I dude. mean, it, and so... Looks like you threw, a, like, an axe at <laughs> yeah. her. And so I hit her and um, rolled her, and she flipped, and then she tried to get up. Um, I didn't notice at the time. I broke both her shoulders. It went, it went through both shoulders, and she w- and she couldn't. Must be nice. And so she just starts digging taters, man, going going down the road, dude. Just dirt flying everywhere, and then she just rolls over and dies. 
And so I walk down there and pick her up. And six forty-five, we're back in the truck. <laughs> and I'm like, I look over her. I'm like, today is a good. Today's day. a good day, babe. You're my good luck charm. And she's just real quiet. Like she's like real quiet. And I'm like, what's wrong? Because my my wife, she's an animal lover. She loves animals. Um, and she goes, well, I didn't expect it to be over that quick. I'm like. It isn't normally. I was like, over it's that not fast. normally that. I mean, I mean, we were in the stand all of the total of maybe like thirty minutes, maybe. She's like sitting there thinking, like, so this is what you talk about is so hard. All yeah, the time? I mean, she's and so I was like, "What'd you expect, sweetheart?" And she goes, "Well, I just thought we'd sit there for a couple of hours and enjoy nature and see everything and spend time with each other." And I'm like, "We can go back and do that if if you want." I mean, <laughs> you you, we, 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 and, and so we actually end up going to a different spot and sitting for um a, a couple more hours but she was just like yeah I, I really wasn't expecting that and i go okay she goes and i really wasn't expecting like the reaction of the deer like that i'm like baby what would you would you expect you know I'm like what did you she goes i don't know i just thought you'd shoot it and, and it run off i'm like yeah we don't want that to happen like we, that's not part of the plan i mean i want to shoot them and i want to anchor them and she's like yeah um, I don't think I can watch you shoot them no more. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, that's fine. I mean, you can turn t- turn your head if you want to. Um, I go, uh, but let me ask you a question. Um, if you don't like me shooting them, um, all this beef or all this jerky I'm going to make, you want to eat it? She goes, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna eat deer jerky. I'm like, oh okay, just making sure, <laughs> just being, just making sure. And so clear about and she, it. And she was perfect eating size, man. I mean, she was she was right above a pocket deer. I mean, she was nice, small, yeah. and tender. And and I took her home, quartered her up, butchered her up, put some on the dehydrator, and it was it was good, man. So you already got it. Oh yeah, you already got it going. Yeah, I, I mean, need to she's, do that. I need to I need to use your dehydrator. Yeah, because I got lots of deer meat that I haven't. Uh, necessarily cut yeah i've quartered it all up and yeah and deboned it but i have i need to cut i have found that like d won't eat any of the other parts of the deer um other than the jerky other than the jerky she loves jerky i <laughs> she mean like, she loves so what it. part of the deer does the jerky come from? yeah yeah she's like is this like where's the jerky where's muscle? the jerky muscle at and it's like <laughs> okay that's not um um but um so she loves deer jerky and so we eat a lot of that and um and so, um, I love deer jerky. I'll tell you who's got a uh, pretty good um, recipe for that cat man. Oh, yeah? Back in his younger days, mm-hmm. I went and found a video. And um, I think cat man's looked, looked 15 from the time he was 15 until now. He still looks 15 I to mean, me. Yeah. He still looks like a little kid. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. But he, he, but he and he, he kills a lot of deer, so he has. I mean, you know, and so yeah, fellas, yeah. if you if your lady friend, wife, girlfriend doesn't like deer meat, man, try the jerky. And I know a lot of the processors around here. You can tell them, hey, cut me five pounds of jerky meat, and they'll do it. You know, um, and so do you. I've, I've never made my own jerky, and I'm not typically like I like deer jerky. Mm-hmm. It's never something that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to eat deer mm-hmm. jerky. But I like it. Yeah. It's really because I never think about it. Yeah. Honestly, we never really did that. We would give a little bit of meat away when yeah. I was younger to a guy, and he would make us some. But, I mean, it's never been a thing. Like, what – do you basically just cut it like you would, like, fajitas? Yeah, Like, basically. small fajitas? I mean, if you the, – the ideal situation is to have, like, a meat slicer. 
uh-huh. and like like you see it, you know, Subway or something like that, like an actual deli slicer. Yeah. Um, and and then you could actually get a really good even cut on the on all of it. Most guys don't have that. I don't have that, so I just use a sharp knife, mm-hmm. and I just try to keep them all about the same just size thickness. It. So so whenever you put them on there, they all get done at the same time. You're not having to wait. Is there a certain part of the deer that tastes better? I'll be honest, man. Better. I made I made some. I, know, I might get crucified oh, for this, I know. but can I guess? You can guess. You used the back straps. I did. I did. You de- you dehydrated. I'm gonna give you crap about this. I did. I really don't care. If I you did. Shot it. And it was. I mean, it was good. It was really good. So backstrap jerky is better than like hind quarter jerky. Backstrap. I mean, backstrap is better than just about anything. Right. Right. You know. But the, maybe like, maybe you close. Can tell I mean, with the it jerky. and tenderloin. You know, which is they're they're kind of close anyway. But like, um, yeah, you can tell because the backstrap has no. Um, has no that white sinew mm-hmm. running down it and casing and different things like that. It doesn't have, doesn't have any of that. If, if if you start to quarter up like the hind quarters and everything else, you run into three or four different um, cuts of meat there, mm-hmm. and you, you got to do a lot of cleaning Backstrap's on that. Backstrap's just a solid piece it's of meat. It's a solid piece of meat. So uh, like Jack's links, right? Mm-hmm. Does like the jerky mm-hmm. nugget, the little square nuggets. Is mm-hmm. that how you would do? I've never done them like that. Um, can you do that? Can you dehydrate like a chunk of meat like that? You 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 can. It takes forever. Really? Or at least in. I mean, I don't, I don't have the the high end processor. I have the Walmart. You know, middle yeah. middle of the road, thirty five dollar one. You know, it's got four or five trays. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but the, I mean, there's. Um, I really want to get a pellet grill, um, like a pit boss or a Traeger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I've, I've seen a couple guys on some of the forums do that and smoke them. Mm-hmm. That's what I really want to do. Um, you, and you talk about because you get that smoke flavor. Oh yeah, dehydrator. You don't get that smoke flavor, right? You know, and so right. Um, so, but that's that's what we did with with um, that deer was just butchered it up, made some jerky out of it. I used um, I used some soy sauce, soy sauce, um, soy and sauce. and then uh, I used Dr Pepper and. Um, on some of it, I used some coffee. I, I did a oh, coffee yeah? one that was pretty. That sounds good. pretty good. And so I feel like I would really like just jerky with sprinkled coffee grounds on top of it. That sounds like it'd be. Yeah, I mean that's tasty. it. It was good. A lot of pepper, um, salt, um, and so d- different guys had different recipes for it. You right. know, um, but dude, let me tell you about something that I'm wanting to do this year, and I know it's it's like a big task. Or whatever. So when I was growing up in West Texas, um, a lot of times, like the little Mexican ladies that we went to church with or whatever, they would make us jerky, or not jerky, uh, tamales, mm-hmm. deer tamales, venison tamales, whatever. And dude, it's the best thing in the world. Because mm-hmm. tamales are typically, you want it to be a, a lean yeah. meat. Yeah, you know you don't want it to be a you super fatty or anything like that meat because the rest of the tamale is yeah. greasy and fatty. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I mean it's literally what it is. It's mm-hmm. like lard and mm-hmm. uh, corn. Yeah, <laughs> it's really what it is. That's all meat. it is. And um, and so I was actually watching the newest season Meat Eater on Netflix, and which is um, awesome that that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, they were doing their their. Uh, uh, the coos deer hunt mm-hmm. down in Mexico, and the lady makes some tamales. And I was like, man, that brings back a lot of memories. I've got to learn how to make tamales. Now I understand I'm not a mix- little Mexican lady, so 
it's not going to have the same effect, but I'm going to try to figure out how to make tamales. Um, it, and, it, like, tamales are, like, a, a all-day Oh, uh, it's it's thing. intensive. It's not, like, and, like, I remember I asked a friend of mine when we were living in Georgia, um, a friend of mine, he's a Mexican guy, mm-hmm. and his, his wife is a Mexican lady, and I was like, hey, you think your wife would, like, if I gave y'all some deer meat, mm-hmm. y'all keep half of it, make the other half into tamales? And she said no. Not because they didn't want the deer meat. They wanted the deer meat. Yeah, but, but it's just... it was a lot of work to make tamales. Yeah. And so I'm going to try... And But here's the other thing, too, is is most of those little ladies like that, they, they ain't going to just go make uh, tamales with the... I think it's called... Is it Manasa? Mm-hmm. Which is like the... The actual the actual um, corn, uh, corn meal, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the corn meal st- stuff, and um, they like to do it themselves. They like mm-hmm. to grind it all themselves. Yeah. So that's part of the yeah actual work process that takes so long. Where you can buy the stuff at Walmart. Yeah, I actually went and looked yeah. the other day because yeah. I was in the the Mexican food section. Yeah, and they had bunches of it. So yeah. I'm like, I don't have to have homemade. Mm-hmm. I think it's Manasa. I think or Manasa. Something. It's Masana. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, um, somebody, if you know what it is, message me. If you have a good recipe for tamales, send me a message. Or jerky. Or jerky. Or, you know what? Send me anything. Yeah. Any kind of good recipe for any food. So let me me ask you a question. Um, Because I know here, I mean, you can kill, if we kill our limit, you're you're looking at seven deer, you know? Well, you can kill a doe every day. Uh, You know, I mean, so like... (laughs) With a uh, bow. With a bow. I mean, but you're looking at, I mean, let, let's just say seven, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and, and I know at least around here, when, when I took the deer that I hit, um, um, it was 65 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? And that was just like your basic cut, you know? That adds up. So oh, do yeah. You, so do you process your own so, at a um, certain point? So I, well, I haven't taken one for myself to the processor all year. I've got... Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I've got two deer. I've got my buck from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then that little doe mm-hmm. that I've kept. Um, they're in the freezer right now. Mm-hmm. They're not cut necessarily. Right. They're, they're deboned. Yeah, yeah. Um, not cut. I'm gonna do. My wife really likes to cook with the hamburger, mm-hmm. and so once the season's over, I'll go and hamburger grind a whole lot of it mm-hmm. and uh, but I've also got a lot of meat that's that I want to do some, some something else you mm-hmm. know um, we have we have plenty of roasts we have plenty of stuff like that um, lots of sausage um, I so, love me some cube steak man yeah well you see the thing is I steak. love cube steak too but we don't eat a lot of fried food in, my, in our house yeah so like doing like chicken fried chicken fried steak or something like that, I would dude, I would eat that up. Oh, I love it. Like dude. I I'm a chicken fried steak mm. um, snob. I mm. love that crap. Yeah. My wife is a healthy eater. Right. So a lot of the now venison is a healthy food, and she she cooks with it a lot. But <laughs> a lot of the like really good stir fried it with you know yeah. breading and stuff. Yeah, a lot of the really good stuff. You know like. <laughs> Like uh, deep fried some yeah. some backstrap cuts and stuff like that, and she also my wife. This is crazy. This is a weird thing. I think this is a Florida thing. I don't know, uh, but she don't like steak that much. That's just her. Isn't that I, weird? I love steak, and I was born and raised in Florida. Like she doesn't hate steak, but like if I went and made like uh, backstrap mm-hmm. like medallion steaks or something like Which that. Which I got. I got those this time. They're good. 
Yeah, I, I love them. I got dude, one I could, inch steaks. I could live on backstrap. I'm gonna wrap them in bacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just not like a big meat eater. Yeah. Well, uh, neither she, neither is my wife. She she likes meat. It's not that she she eats meat. She likes sausages and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but she's not like a meat eater. You know, yeah. like I don't know any. I don't. It's in the tone of voice, I guess that you say it. Like steaked. Um, I don't know roast. She yeah. doesn't. She's not like a huge roast fan. Or oh anything. man, give me some pot roast all day long, dude. I'm which I just like food, bro. Yeah, like yeah. I'm over here like I'm trying to make some tamales. Walter Lee made some carnitas the other day. His oh, wife Walt? did. Yeah. Okay, so, so Walt didn't make it. His his wife did. Okay. Walt. So Walt was telling me something interesting about him and his wife, because um, she was like cutting up the meat and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, dude, that's impressive. And he was like, no, let's listen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal I have with my wife. She will cook the meat as long as I get it to, when I give it to her, it looks like it came from the store. Yeah. Like it has to be cut like it came from the store. Yeah. And then she can handle it. But if I just give her some big old bloody piece of chunk of meat, you know, <laughs> I think that's what, that's, that's what turned um, D off. Because like the first year we were married, the first hunting season, we lived out in Texas. We had an apartment. Um, it is hard. Let me tell you this. It's hard to be a deer hunter and live in an apartment. It's so hard. And so I we we go home for Thanksgiving, which is Florida, um, and, and I kill a deer while I was down there. And so um, I brought it back to our apartment. <laughs> and so... Um, I can totally relate with you and, on all of this. And so I had it in a cooler and everything, and um, <laughs> I had to butcher it up in our kitchen, you know? And I... It's so I start cutting on it and everything, and 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 I'm not the best at it, um, but I've I've cut up a couple, you know, in, in my day, and so I mean, it wasn't like I didn't know what I was doing, but it's just it's just bloody. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, there's no no other way around it. In your kitchen, and I was in like... my kitchen, and I got home from work early, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. So she was still at work, and like she walks and she she walks in. And I was using the bathroom. I'd, I'd put it down, wouldn't use the bathroom, was, was, was coming back after washing my hands. Um, and um, she's like, she comes in and she's like, oh my God, who died? Because like, there's blood like everywhere. I mean, because I, when, when I cook in the kitchen or whatever, I'm just a mess, you know, like I'll, I'll dirty up five pans to cook, you know. I understand. You know, and so there's blood literally everywhere. And so... Um, and she walks in and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "We're having deer meat tonight." <laughs> I'm cooking, baby. I'm cooking, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking, sweetheart. She goes, "What are you? What are you talking about?" I go, "I went and killed it. Now I'm butchering it up, and I'm going to cook it, and then we're going to eat it. I'm providing." It's like a dang hibachi grill. Yes, yeah, like, and and <laughs> but it, it looked like something off, like I mean CSI scream. or like Scream or I mean it was just blood was just everywhere, and it tur- it just turned her off, totally turned her off. And so I, I think you know what I think you're hitting onto something that's pretty, <clears throat> I'll bet pretty common. Mm-hmm. I bet there's a lot of people listening to this that, like, it just makes like a puts a bad taste, not a bad taste. That's a bad play on words. Just a bad feeling, image. a bad image mm-hmm. to, uh, like, my wife wasn't, she wasn't raised in a mm-hmm. hunting family. My sister was right, yeah. so. If if my brother in law brought in a deer and butchered it or whatever, she wouldn't care. She'd eat it. Yeah, that's how she she was raised. Me and my dad did that. You know. Yeah. 
Whereas my wife was not raised in a hunting family, so my wife was not either. They weren't in. They weren't against it no. at all. They just didn't do it. No. Um, and so, like the whole idea of like a rib cage in your sink is kind of <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. You know. And so, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to fix it. Like that's my wife loves deer meat. She'll eat it mm-hmm. if if I make it. She eats it and she's good. Yeah. Um, but it's usually she she doesn't necessarily always like to do the cooking no. with it because she doesn't. Yeah. It, it just seems a little bit off. Yeah. I'm I'm I love meat, dude. Like literally, when I so see good. when I'm when I'm like cutting meat, I'm cutting it off the bone. Yeah. Right. Like when I'm doing all that, it look like I want to take a bite of it yeah. raw like that because I just think it just makes me hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm cutting up like quartering a deer or whatever. Yeah cutting the back strap out mm, and just like mm, it mm. makes me hungry so y'all go go over I'm there to hungry the right now southern ground <laughs> <laughs> forum and um tell us your favorite part of the deer that you like if it's a back strap tenderloin what whatever hi, hi brother i mean just I can't eat the horns you can't, you can't eat the horns that if is i hear one more freaking person say that i'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something. I'm not tired of it. But but go over, drop us a comment on um, what's your favorite cut of the deer. And then even if you got a cool recipe, man, I'm, I'm always looking for those. Always. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I, so just go over there, drop it, and let you, us Drew, know. Yeah. What is your favorite cut? Backstrap. Really? It is. Like, like bar none. And and I've done it in a couple of different. No. You've never had heart? Mm-mm. No. Are you? So you're, you're making a face like I just, yeah, I'm I never going to do that either. I mean, I I just dude, I've I've never had it, and I don't know, man. It's, you, that's, you find me a person that says that has had it, and they they don't tell you that's the best part of the deer. Well, every person I know that's had heart is like that's the best part. Well. M- the doe I shot, she didn't have one when I got done with her because I <laughs> blew broke, it out. You, you broke her heart. And so, I mean, you could literally put a, I mean, two-fifths of that hole on the opposite side. Yeah, like, there was nothing there. You could drive a Tonka truck through there. There. Was, there, was nothing, there, there was nothing there. But I like a backstrap, man. I, I like it wrapped in bacon and smoked. I like it uh, uh, staked up. Um, I even did it one time where I took, um, um, I, I sliced it, and I took um, apples, and put apples down in it and drizzle, drizzle honey on top of it and smoked it. That sounds good. And so it wasn't too bad. And um, I mean, do you I, ever do the whole? Do you ever smoke the whole back strap mm-hmm. and then cut it afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like I've had heart. Heart is tough to beat. Heart is good. It's so good. I'm not. I'm not saying that that I wouldn't try it. The texture of it is to me better than back strap. The texture back strap. Um. Of course, if you wrap it in bacon and cook it, no, then, dude, <laughs> it's it's like a good cut of steak. The heart is. I don't know. I'm telling you, bro, it's good. I don't know. Um, I, I know. have had. I'm trying to think of the weirdest thing. I've had I've had the nuts before. I did that with a deer I killed two years ago because I wanted to try it, and I did it. <laughs> it just got weird. I ate a testicle. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yep. Here, here. So I'm gonna actually try it again this year if I can manage to kill another buck. Um, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna deep fry it this time. Well, you are from Texas. Yep. And they I'm do gonna, deep fry everything. I'm there. gonna deep. I'm gonna do the deep fried version of it. Deep fried, dude. Have you ever had calf fries? 
Cat fries. Calf what? fries. Calf fries. Or like Rocky Mountain oysters. Nope. Nope, nope. It's good. It really is good. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to deep fry it next time. Yeah. Next time I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to keep trying it until I get it right. Yeah. I, I just like, I like trying the different thing. <laughs> I like, Obviously. I like trying exotic things, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, so that was my deer. Killed one. I'm on the board. Um, you went to Florida. I went to Got Florida. Got videos coming out. Um, yeah, working on those. And um, Actually, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm debating on whether I want to go deer hunt because the rut's getting started or finish the videos. And I'm probably going to choose finishing the videos. Yeah. But so, I mean, especially with some time off next week. Yeah. You know, I've got some time off. I'm, I'm going to be hunting hard. I'm going to be hitting hard, real hard. But yeah, I went to Florida and I uh, talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. with Walter on the last podcast. Yeah. But um, after me and him recorded, uh, I ended up seeing tons more deer, just tons of deer, does, all does, mm-hmm. every time. Doe, doe, doe. Freaking does. Like, yeah. there were does everywhere. And uh, I ended up seeing 20. Mm-hmm. 20 deer in four-ish sits, mm-hmm. which is pretty dang good. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good yeah. uh, sighting. So. Yeah. And then I saw uh, three bears. Mm-hmm. One of them didn't get a good look at it. I could just tell it was a bear. The other ones, the mama and the cub that I saw the next day were yeah. show enough. Yeah, I don't like them either. Mama and cubs. Yeah, it was cool. I've never, oh, I mean, seen, it's I've cool. never seen one like that. It's before. cool to see them, but like, you know, you just don't want, them, especially that cub. Mm, I, well, that was I got I actually got down earlier that day, uh, and I did not want to. Like, I wanted to be there so bad, but I didn't. I, my phone was about to die. Mm-hmm. I was not planning on sitting all day, but those freaking bears stopped and were like bedded. I, I guess they bed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like forty yards away from me. Mm-hmm. I actually had a deer come through and scared the little cub forty foot up a pine tree, and I had no—I thought they were gone. I thought mm. they—I thought the bears were long gone. And then that deer scared that little cub, and I was like, "Oh man, mm. I don't know if Mama's still with the cub or if she left yeah. cub there yeah. while she went hunting or what." And so I ended up getting down early that day because I did not want to accidentally find myself in between. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's so, a bad spot to be in. And so it, you got some time off coming next week. I got some time off coming next week. Um, my dad and brother coming down, or coming up, actually. Um, yeah. And so... It's from gonna, Florida, right? Uh, yes, coming up from Florida. Um, he he hasn't... he Jason, um, my brother, lives in Jacksonville. Um, okay. Doesn't have a, a place to hunt, you know, and... Um, and uh, he's a he's a youth pastor down there, so schedule's really not his own, um, which we can relate to that. And so he's coming up to hunt, and then my my dad's coming too. And um, uh, they're not necessarily into the mobile game as much as I am. So when when they come, are they gonna are they gonna be hunting public with you? No, no, they're okay. gonna, they're, they're they're gonna be hunting um, um, over on the club. Okay. And so I spent a lot of last week getting stuff ready for him, moving yeah. some stands. I'm going to spend some couple more days. Um, dad's dad's knees uh, are kind of you know going yeah. in, in the sense of he he can't walk a real long ways. Um, but but dad grew up hunting public land. I mean down down in Florida. Um, and so he's not opposed to it. But I mean he's he's also a stage of his life. 
he'd rather go take the grandbabies hunting, mm-hmm. you know, and um, rather than kill a deer. And so, which is totally cool. Um, and so, but it, it, tell it, him to take your wife. And so, well, I don't think she's gonna <laughs> go, man. Um, um, but so I, I, I spent some time last week getting corn out and different things, cameras checked, all that different stuff, and kind of going back to the way I used to hunt. You know, and just so, trying to make it easy for just them. trying to make it easy for them. And so, but I am going to hunt from the saddle on the club. Um, That'll be fun next week, and just start swinging around because I, I got some I got some good ideas. I think of where they're mm-hmm. heading now. You bring up an interesting point though that uh, is, I think, easy to forget about, or you feel like you know, like for me when I when I just the thought of putting a video out of me shooting a deer over a feeder Mm -hmm. right it's so far different from Mm -hmm. what normally we would see on Mm -hmm. our youtube channel Mm -hmm. and it's almost like i wouldn't do it but then i think about it i'm like man i mean but why Mm -hmm. it's still more fun than doing bills you know it's still more fun than going shopping yeah (laughs) there's a whole lot of things that i would rather that i would not do mm-hmm. you know like yeah yeah i don't know that just well and and there's and, nothing wrong with it i think it's easy to get stuck in like oh if you killed that deer over not on public land in a pine thicket then yeah, yeah. you ain't living and well, it's still fun <laughs> and i also think too something that i've seen a lot of and and i was afraid of this is especially from the saddle guys um and you know i'm one of them i hunt, I hunt from a saddle too um, also hunt for some preset ladder stands. So, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. But, like, there are some guys that just have gone, like, all out in, in the saddle game, but to the point where it's like, like, guys are killing nice bucks from a climber or a, a ladder stand or a shooting house. And it was like, they're like, that ain't real hunting. It's like, <laughs> bro, two years ago, you took a picture and put it on Facebook from a ladder stand. You know, and so, but it's just like, they're like, if you ain't killing them from a saddle, you're not killing them at all. I'm like, well, that's a white belly smoking. Yeah. Uh, I, so, you know, I it's got steam guy, coming off of it. Well, hunt and, the way you want, guys. Yeah. Just hunt. If, if, if it's, which we talked about this, if it's legal, do it. If it's not legal, don't, do don't it. screw it up for the rest of us that's doing yeah. it legal. <laughs> There's a guy that I follow and he, uh, I don't follow him because what I'm about to say, I don't follow him. I'm friends with him on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he posted something the other day about like dogging people about hunting over, hunting over corn, but then his next video he was hunting over a corn pile, and I'm like, I have no issue with you hunting over a corn pile. I don't think anybody does. No, maybe like a few people, but like I don't I don't care. Don't like if that's the way you hunt and it's legal, then go hunt whatever. But don't just contradict yourself like that, man. Like I, I was like, I'm sitting there looking at. It, I sent it to a couple people. I was like, Do y'all see this? I mean, this thing is. Dog- I'm not reading this wrong, right? This guy's dogging people who hunt over corn <laughs> while hunting over corn. While hunting over corn. Yeah. Like he had a picture of this. Uh, I actually screenshotted a video mm-hmm. that had this buck over a giant corn pile. Yeah. And he shot it. I was like. But you just said, you just said, you, <laughs> you just said, you just said it. So anyway, guys, if you if you want to hunt and, and it's legal, I know I know Luke killed that deer with, with a crossbow, mm-hmm. you know, and 
there's a lot of people be like, well, that's not that's a giant. Not, a giant is like, well, that's not real deer hunting. I'm like, okay. In a mock scrape. In a, in, in a mock scrape. There's so many. There's so many things right there. Like, yeah, that'll just make the experience. I, we come back to it all the time. The experience is the is the trophy. Yeah. Right. The way you killed it isn't like if if the experience that you want is to kill it with a recurve bow. Then by golly, kill it with a recurve bow. Yeah. If the if you just want to kill a big buck, you yeah. don't care how you kill it. Just you want to you want to shoot a big buck. Yeah. I mean it's it's not like it's easy. No. With a gun, it's no. still not easy to go and kill a big buck. You have to do a lot of things right. No. Yeah. To do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, which which brings me to my next part of the the part that I don't really want to talk about that bad, but I feel like everyone else deserves to know um, that I shot a buck. Oh. This week, you did. I shot a buck this week. First, first rifle hunt back in Alabama mm-hmm. of the season, and uh, shot a buck. And as on, you can tell by the tone in Parker's voice, on public land, it did not end well. And it didn't end well. No, um, first deer that I've shot with seven millimeter eight. And here's the crazy part. Okay, I went into this area. I've talked about this area on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a good freaking it's spot. It's hot right now, dude. There, it was crazy, absolutely crazy, how much deer sign is in there. And I chose a new spot mm-hmm. on this piece, yeah, to just go in blind and just see what see what was there. Transitions, mm-hmm. which we'll get into we'll get in a into bit. just a second. Yeah, um, went in there. The wind was perfect for that side that mm-hmm. I wanted to hunt. And uh, it was cold, like I said. You know, it was that cold mm-hmm. wind chill, 34-degree wind chill, I think. And, uh, yeah, about oh, – well, I, I, I busted deer getting in there. I, and I figured I would just because there's so many deer up on top of this, this ridge that, I mean, you really don't have a chance of not busting one. Yeah. And so I busted one, got set up before daylight – and was man feeling pretty jacked up because I was like, man, it's still dark, and I'm. <laughs> this is the spot where it takes me a good four hours from the time I wake up till the time I'm sitting in the tree. It's about four hours. Yeah, but it takes a while to get in here, and um, so I have to leave at like, you know, one thirty, two o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning, and uh, so I get in there, get set up, and a, I don't know, eight thirty. No, it wasn't eight thirty yet. It was probably eight o'clock. I decide to grunt, mm-hmm. and I don't blind grunt very much. Yeah, unless I hear something. Right. If I hear a grunt in a thicket or something, then I'll grunt back. Um, or if I see a buck that's far away, uh, which I don't, that doesn't typically happen. But if I did, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a situation that I would grunt. But I usually carry it with me just in case. Yeah. Well, uh, about eight o'clock, I'm hunting this transition that's wide open pines mm-hmm. like mature pines it's just a clump of them there's just yeah. a round clump of these pines and then there's hardwoods on one side of it and then on the other side of it which is where i'm hunting at i'm hunting right directly on the line it's like a sage mm-hmm. thicket almost yeah. it's like really thick sage grass that's like probably six and a half seven foot tall with little short pines in it i mean yeah. it's just nasty thick in there but it's you can walk through it pretty easily and the deer have actually created little trails all like a maze like funnels through mm-hmm. this grass and dude there's so much sign in there just mm-hmm. poop and tracks and everything and i knew that 
and uh, and so I set up on this area and did this blind grunt, hoping you know mm-hmm. maybe there's a buck that's if he if they're walking the perimeter of this little sage area where they bed down at this is a big giant bedding area yeah and when you walk through it dude there's beds everywhere they're obvious and um i I was thinking you know a a buck's gonna be traveling the perimeter of this he may be just inside the woods where i can't see him just inside the the grass the sage where i can't see him but he's gonna be scent checking the perimeter of this trying to find where the does are at yeah so i do this blind grunt hoping to pull one out well I end up pulling a doe, three does out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. They come straight to me, straight to my tree. Like two minutes is like, er, er, er. two minutes later, I look over and these does are coming right at me. And they get to my tree and see my sticks and run off. They didn't blow though. They didn't really know what was going on. They just kind of trotted off. Well, I'm not, I mean, 30 seconds to a minute. Like, mm-hmm. it was not long at all. Here it comes. Here comes this buck from the thicket, so yeah. the opposite direction they came from. He comes out, and uh, so I don't, I don't want to talk about what happened next. I want to talk about, you know, why I think he came out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a perfect storm, really. Mm-hmm. It it was. Um, I grunted, though, and I'm sure he heard that grunt. He was close enough mm-hmm. to hear that grunt. So he knew there was buck in there. And then he heard those does run off. Mm-hmm. That was enough to make him a believer mm-hmm. that, oh, crap, old boy's running my does over there. Yeah. And uh, Which I love grunting mm-hmm. when there's does when, when, like underneath me or, mm-hmm. you know, close. Because, I mean, it really, it really pulls the jealousy. It really, really, really does. Out because they... I think I don't. It could have been several things. He could have smelled the does. The way the wind direction was going, I don't think he smelled. Them. I don't think he knew the does were necessarily there the way that they were. But hearing that grunt and then hearing multiple deer run, mm-hmm. that's believable. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. that's that's a believable. Oh, he's running my does. And what's around. interesting, every time that I've done it, I've never had a doe bust me when I run it. No, they didn't. Because, I mean, because they had no idea. They are they're 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 so used to hearing a grunt and it being at ground level, not fifteen feet up. Mm-hmm. So they they don't even look up. Mm-hmm. And um, um, dude, it's the it's like it's it's like having ducks on the water, you know, yeah. duck hunting. Like it's the best decoys you can possibly have. It's a great have. decoy. Yeah. It. I mean. I mean, it worked incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like. When he came out of that thicket, I was like, "Oh!" He was like, "You're like that because, uh, because it's four hours." <laughs> I was getting like, into the snake. <laughs> oh, like freaking about time! <laughs> um, no, whenever he came out, it was like, "Holy cow! Yeah. This is about to be awesome!" Yeah. Now, you were hunting transitions. I was hunting transition. Right so, there. talk about. I know me and you had a conversation. Um, well, actually, me and you didn't have a conversation on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. A guy posted like something on the saddle forum about. This is Walt. Walt said, "What are some of the things you?" I didn't want to give year? credit to Walt. Um, yeah, Walt sucks. A, I know. <laughs> killed one doe up there or down there in Florida and starts bawling in the tree. Um, so, <laughs> like, freaking crap, Yeah, Walt. I like you've been there before. My God, jeez. Well, everybody it's, knows he hadn't. So, <laughs> I was just kidding, Walt. I was actually listening to the podcast on the ride over here. Good stuff, man. Um, but um, um, so Walt posted just you know 
kind of like what have you learned or t- taken away from the saddle um, or, or from this deer season. And you had an interesting comment on it that I would I would I'm going to ask you to kind of explore a little bit because you're, you're talking about using the edge and transition, but finding it with Onyx, and then also using Onyx. You said you've been tracking deer this year. Which I thought was really interesting because I ne- I had never thought of using Onyx for that. I always thought, hey, Onyx for you know crossings, um, rubs, scrapes, topo, you know, but actually marking deer whenever you drive and different things like that. And so kind of yeah, go into that for just a second because I I was like, oh dang, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, so Onyx is a great resource to have mm-hmm. in in your pocket at all times mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. I mean for you know what i'm about to talk about but i mean golly I, there's a guy in the church mm-hmm. um at our madison campus mm-hmm. um we have church campus in madison in huntsville and uh he actually he was he was complaining to me kind of um he was <laughs> like onyx they stinking re re-up my membership <laughs> didn't tell me about it because he had gotten it because yeah. they were looking for properties yeah for the church, they were yeah. looking for good properties with the property owner names yeah. that Onyx offers. Yeah. I mean, you have it for for what twenty nine dollars? How much is it? Is it is it twenty nine twenty nine dollars for one for, state? Yeah, for that's all he needed was yeah. one state. Yeah, and he was just looking for properties on that, and he was using Onyx. So, I mean, you can use Onyx for a lot of things. My in laws are looking at buying a house here mm-hmm. here in town, and. Um, and every time they would go to look at something, they'd be like, Drew, pull up that map thing. That's what they called it. <laughs> pull up that map thing. Pull that map thing. Because so, it shows you great detail, you know, yeah. acreage and all that stuff. Um, we use it for, you know, deer. Yeah. Um, and, and I mainly used it for um, um, tracking sign. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that you actually use it to track deer. Yeah. So, so as I was going to say, I use it for a lot of things. Um, I use it to find properties. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I scout it and scour mm-hmm. the heck out of my maps, trying to find little pockets that I can maybe go check out something that might be new. Uh, I do. I spend a lot of time doing that. But one of the cool things that you can do is you can start to put together what I'm calling these common denominators, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that the, I'll read my I'll read my response to Walter. Um, and it's really not I, I put in short finding hard edges mm-hmm. hard edges are my favorite things right now like that's what I'm really learning to figure out my deer sightings have gone up big time and a guy said what do you mean by hard edges I said or no he said what have you been doing to find the deer I said in short the biggest thing I've done is paying attention paying a lot of attention to hard edges and transition areas I've been documenting deer sightings both from the tree and even when I see one on the highway I'll pull up my Onyx and try to break it down why, and try to break down why it's there. It's certainly not because it likes headlights. So what could it be? I've been finding all these common denominators of those sightings and pinpointing those on the maps while cyber scouting aerial maps and my deer sightings have skyrocketed. The largest common denominator is of course that there's always a hard edge somewhere close. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about these common denominators, what I'm doing is um, when I see a deer in the woods, when I'm hunting, uh, I try to figure out why mm. that deer was there. It's, it's not a random occurrence. Okay, so pause you know? just a second. Do you actually mark on your Onyx deer? Like, sometimes. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes I do. 
like I did a lot in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would see one driving around, I would mark it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't always do that when I don't. I'm not always marking it whenever I'm seeing them because mm-hmm. I can usually pretty well remember, mm-hmm. you know, how to hunt, how to go about a certain mm-hmm. area. But like when I was in Florida, area I'm not familiar with at all. When I see a deer cross the road, I'd mark it. Yeah, I'd mark my location immediately. And then later, if I was in the tree, you know, at some point when I had a chance to really look at it, I'd look at it and say, why was that deer there? Yeah. Um, but you do this on what we're trying to find are these common denominators. You know, for for you, maybe your common denominator of of uh, deer sightings in the woods is, you know, there's always a, a um, persimmons tree mm-hmm. somewhere close by you know what just yeah. what, whatever it is you know like you may know that from actual boots on the ground experience mm-hmm. like oh my gosh i have so much better odds at killing deer it could be different for everybody these common denominators don't just have to be this, this is just what it's working for me yeah and like i said my deer like dude i bet i've seen 150 to 200 deer mm-hmm. this year yeah while hunting right that's uh, for me like I know for a lot of guys that's nothing for me. Yeah, that's a solid number yeah. for me. Yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of deer this year, and and I think that's this is why. Um, so it's these common denominators. So I'm gonna break that down a little bit for you, kind of what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have been um, basically marking all these spots. Um, when I see a deer on the highway, mm-hmm. I don't care if I have permission to hunt the place or not. It doesn't matter. I'm looking. I'll pull it up my maps really mm-hmm. quick and look at them. Not while I'm driving, of course. Right. I pull over. Right. And uh, I find the nearest gas station and then look at the area <laughs> yeah. uh, on my phone. And I'm trying to look at it and say, okay, what is the reason for them being mm-hmm. here. It's not because they just like headlights. Right. I used to think that. I used to think deer are on the highways because they want to be able to see. Yeah. To eat. Yeah. On the side of the highway. <laughs> um, and there may be a little bit of truth to it, but there's there's more reasons for mm-hmm. it than that. They're in that spot for a reason. Um, you know, maybe you're maybe you're in the Midwest and and at a certain time of the year you're seeing all the deer on the side of the road then maybe it's during the time when the soybeans are right. getting hit hard. Right. And maybe you're passing by soybeans, or maybe it's time when the corn gets cut. You're finding those – it's right. the common denominator of why those deer are there. Right. Um, and what I find, for me personally, when I look at my maps after doing all this, the largest common denominator mm. of seeing deer, especially in the, close, in the daylight or close to the daylight, mm-hmm. is pines crazy the pines doesn't always offer a lot mm-hmm. you know of nutritional value i mm-hmm. guess like there are pine thickets that have some seriously good brows yeah um but like what i'm talking about these like mature pines that they, they really there's so much of a canopy that there's mm-hmm. really not much of an understory it's wide open they're not offering a ton right. to these deer um but it it doesn't matter the things that I've been seeing, it doesn't matter what. It's just pines. Mm-hmm. Pines in general seems to be a common denominator. Um, and when I say that, I'm going to also add 
that hard transition to pines is the common denominator. So whether it be from a clear cut mm-hmm. or hardwoods or like this sage mm-hmm. sage thicket, I don't know what you would necessarily call it. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's always a hard transition to pines, and that's where I'm finding all these deer. Yeah. And they're just they're using it. I mean, yeah. I think typically the open, the wide open pines, you know, mature pines with a big canopy, aren't the the jam. Yeah. Like they're I'm I'm finding them more in the pine thickets, like well, the real. That's thick. what I was going to say because I know on on our public land here, it is predominantly hardwood, mm-hmm. you know, just bottoms and just flats and stuff like that. Um, most of your pine thickets is on, or most of your pines, planted pines, are on private. Mm-hmm. Now you will get a a um, pine thicket in those hard, you know, in those hardwoods. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, uh, seed blue there, whatever. But um, so I know, like when whatever you're talking, I know my my first thought was, well, my club's covered up in pines. That's all. That's all we have is pines, pines and clear cuts. You know, mm-hmm. and and and. And so, um, but also it's just, it's finding, so if you, if all you have is pines, guys, you can even find a transition from like a five-year-old planted pine to a 15-year-old planted pine. That's a, yeah. that, that's a transition. So even, uh, I'll say this, like if all you have on your property is pines, there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say this because I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to guess that you probably don't have a whole like just a ton of deer sightings mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm gonna guess you know you're not seeing just a ton of deer yeah. in there but what i can tell you is going to be pretty true is if you have any type of edge that's going to be your best odd mm-hmm. you know of, of finding a deer yeah um so back to that um another common denominator is multiple hard edges so more than two hard edges mm-hmm. coming together so if you've got hardwoods clear cut mm-hmm. and pines mm-hmm. and you can find where they all kind of hit mm-hmm. together or yeah. at least close yeah. that's been crazy now I'm going to take it one step further and say that the next probably most popular common denominator is some type of drainage mm-hmm. close by that is your funnel. So right. um, I never really finished the story on the on the deer on Monday, but I shot this buck and ended up – it was a low – what we think is a low leg shot and did not recover him. Uh, he actually – we tracked him until dark. I shot him at 8 o'clock, and I got a dog out there, tracked him until dark, and we didn't recover him. The dog tracked him all the way to the lake, and then we just – I mean, there wasn't anything we could do. Yeah, you can't. Um, definitely think I probably just hurt him, hurt his leg. Clipped which him. I, which I'm mad about. Yeah. But um, so now that we got that out of the way, uh, that'll be on a video soon on the Sports Nation channel. But um, what happened in that in that scenario, these ditches, ditches, drainages, mm-hmm. creek bottoms, you know, whatever it may be, they we talked about them in the mm-hmm. podcast before. They're kind of like the exits in the mm-hmm. uh, off of the highways, yeah. you know. Um, and a lot of times those transition lines are the highways, and the ditches that are close to those transitions are the exits or the on ramp. Yeah, 
And so with this specific situation, I'd grunted in those does. They came up out of the ditch mm-hmm. and hit that transition. And so what I have was these mature pines. I have this uh, sage thicket. Mm-hmm. And then coming up out of that ditch is hardwoods. Yeah. So I have three different types. And then really there's four because if you go 150 yards from the edge I was on of the of the uh, the mature pines – you go about 150 yards. There's a another like a real like pine thicket mm-hmm. over there. So you have a whole lot of different types that are coming together yeah. here within rifle range. Yeah. And those does came up, came up out of that ditch, hit that transition line. And they were walking it. I mean, mm-hmm. they were walking the line. That buck came out of the sage, and what I didn't realize was there was actually three scrapes where he came out at, mm-hmm. and he was probably about to freshen Work up one, those yeah. those scrapes, um, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's a um, coincidence that where he came out where those scrapes so those scrapes have been there mm-hmm. right yeah why are they there well they're there because there's all these different terrain I mean uh, vegetation types coming together and also they're using that ditch mm-hmm. so you find all of those things right there. Plus the terrain that goes with it, and that's, I mean, when I see those places on the map, I look at them like I did mm-hmm. Monday. I've never been there. I just kind of was like, man, there's too much coming together right there, plus that ditch coming up. Yeah. I should be able to see a deer Yeah, in there. When I see those spots on the map, dude, it's like, it just glows. Because mm-hmm. I know if there <clears throat> is deer here, that's where they're at. Yeah. That's right where they're going to be at. I'm not, dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a genius deer hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, my my thing that I've been working on the past three years is finding deer and figuring out where they're at. And like I talked about with Walter, mm-hmm. you know, being a student of whitetail deer, it's the most important thing that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm doing right now. And I've and it's my opportunities have gone up mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. So. I'm not saying that your common denominator, if you're listening to this, has to be transitions. It may be something else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I know mm-hmm. to be true, um, and feel like I have the, yeah, you know, the resume, I guess, to back up what I'm saying. It's not just, you know, I'm not just mm-hmm. shooting from the hip on this deal. Like I've, I have documented it. I've got videos of it. I mean, and it's all working out the same way. Yeah. And well, even even if a guy doesn't hunt public and just has has some private ground, mm-hmm. you know what's what's interesting is that for years because that's all I hunted was was either leased land or private, and um, most of it was like just one type of woods. Either it was like either all hardwoods or all pines, mm-hmm. you know. And you would have like some swamps in there or whatever, but for the most part, it was all pines. And I, I never could figure out why on the roads you would always see rubs and scrapes on the roads. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, doesn't that deer know? I'm like, that's, you know, this, that's, <laughs> this, this is how we come in, you know. But it was the only transition. It was the edges. It was the edges. Yeah. And, and well, which is you why. You see that on, on greenfields too. Yeah, right? you see it on greenfields a lot because it, cause it's, it's, it's edges. There's a, there's a spot on public right now that, that, that I passed that I, from, from the road, and this this place is only it's a really really small piece of public, 
and um, and it has a private club that's behind it. And um, guys park right there and walk into the private. And um, they have their stand set up, but where they park at, there's there's rubs on every other tree, mm-hmm. scrapes all up and down it, like on on from the road. I mean, this thirty yards from the road. And they're not always going to be beneficial, right? No, no. The the deer are using it probably at, at night, night. At night. Um, that's, I mean, yeah. You've got to figure out. So these things that I'm talking about are how I'm like. I know I could go sit with a spotlight over a greenfield mm-hmm. on Bankhead. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Typically, bankhead greenfields are very popular among mm-hmm. hunters, and you don't see a lot of deer on them, right? Because mm-hmm. they get hunted so freaking yeah. hard. Yeah. And when I say bankhead, I mean Black Warrior, yeah. the, the, w, the actual WMA in there. Yeah. Um, those greenfields get hammered. Get hammered. Hammered. We could go sit on greenfields right now in bankhead with a spotlight, and there's deer on it. Oh, yeah. Probably big bucks. Yeah. Cause, and they're laying down their sign. Mm-hmm. Um, there's deer all over the place. You know, you just got to figure out what's, how to find the deer. Yeah. Well, th- this is what we refer to or, or have on the past couple of episodes is stacking the odds. Mm-hmm. Like we want to put as many of those things together mm-hmm. as we possibly can. And, um, you know, hope, hope for that all comes together, you know. And those denominators, those, those common denominators are really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um because there's a the, when you're fi- when you start to find find what they are, you know maybe maybe yours is um, that every time you sit um, around uh, I don't know Greenbrier, mm-hmm. let's say like Greenbrier is a great fr- food source out here. Maybe every time you sit on sit somewhere where they're pounding the Greenbrier, you're killing a buck. Yeah. Well. Find the areas if that's what's working for you. Find those. You just got to find those common denominators. Yeah. You got to find those things that, man, there may be some differences between each spot, but they all have these things yeah. in common. Which is why you see guys consistently. I mean, at least here, because all I can speak to is here, mm-hmm. um, that have sat in the same tree for years and killed multiple big bucks out of either if if not the same tree. Within twenty yards of it, mm-hmm. but you no, know, I mean like Jamie McKay. Mm-hmm. Think about Jamie McKay. He, Michael Perry. He, Mike, I mean, Michael Perry. Both of them killed giants last week. This week, Jamie killed Jamie his killed, today. Yeah, today Michael killed two last week. Last yeah. week, and um, and these, those are both guys. If you're if you're new to the podcast, we did an episode with Michael Perry last year, mm-hmm. and um, and he actually just recently killed two just studs stud bucks last week. It's on Facebook. Out you can see it. Um, and then during the local legend series, we interviewed Jamie McKay, mm-hmm. and those guys are very specific in the way that they hunt. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie McKay is not just you know throwing his hands in the air and yeah going and sitting in a random spot. No, he's he's finding the spots that he wants to hunt. Michael Perry is the same way. Mm-hmm. They have those common denominators. I promise you. Oh, and I promise that's, you. That's anybody, what I'm saying. Like any it, anyone that can kill multiple big bucks out of the same tree or the mm-hmm. same area, there's a reason why they kill. It's not because it's a magic tree. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, You're right. It, you, I mean, um, you have the honey hole, you know? Well, it's, well, that's where I started. That's where I started figuring out these thick, young mm-hmm. pine thickets. Yeah. And um, that's where I was like, huh. This isn't typically a spot that I would have hunted before, but mm-hmm. let's see why. Let's try to figure out yeah. why they're here. Let's let's start 
Yeah. You know, marking, you know, when I see five deer in the morning, which direction were they going? Mm-hmm. Which direction were the majority of them coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I see five deer in the evening, you do the same thing, and and it's you start to find some consistency there. Yep. And it's not always 100% accurate, but you start to find the consistency, with this, which is one denominator. And it's also right on the edge of a big, thick pine thicket. Mm-hmm. And so knowing when they're coming into it or leaving it, knowing what time kind of gives me an idea, okay, they're using this <clears throat> type of yeah. of cover yeah. for either bedding mm-hmm. or security for their travel. Maybe they're just traveling down the edge. But I figured out that they're definitely using it for bedding. So, I mean, whatever it is for mm-hmm. you, you got to figure out those common denominators. And that's that's probably my biggest success this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen more deer than I've ever seen any other season and I have missed more deer than I've ever seen. So my thing I need to work on, I've been working for three years on finding deer and for three years I have not um, <laughs> done my due diligence in like sighting in the guns and yeah, you know, shooting my bow as much as I could. Yeah. I've, I, I felt like I have, but apparently I needed a little bit more well, and work. You just, you just get in the moment and it's just, Mm-hmm. You know, and I used to be so prideful about being able to capitalize. You know, in the in the moment of truth, I used to be really prideful about that. I think I told Michael uh, Pike that one time on a podcast. He was talking about missing some deer. I'm like, you know, that's never been me. I don't see a lot of deer, but when I do see them, yeah, I make it happen. Yeah, and dude, this year I've shot ten arrows and one bullet, and I've got three deer to show for it. Yeah, so. Well, I've shot one bullet and ruined a bumper, and so um, got two deer. And you also hit a pontoon boat. I did hit a pontoon boat. And you also... I did hit a pontoon boat. Try to forget about that. (laughs) Try to forget about that. That's funny. It was. It was funny. She ended up dying. Um, I just didn't have permission to go over there. Yeah. Get her. Um and so, but I'm looking forward to this week, man. I, it's gonna uh, be a good week. It is. We we got some cold weather moving in. I, I think we got some rain coming I feel like in. It's moving in this room right and, now. Um, oh man, it feels awesome. And uh, and then and so we got that. And then I, I know we're getting ready to come up on Christmas, and I, we'll, we'll have some time off at Christmas. Um, and hopefully by then the the rut will kind of be winding down a little bit, and they'll might get back on their patterns a little bit. What's well, your What's your main strategy going into the rut? Well, my main strategy on public is to do what, what I have been doing, just trying to find those common denominators, edges, ditches. I love ditches. Um, and just trying to find those. Um, um, I also love finding, um, and it's not because I don't, I don't like walking or anything like that, but I found, I found more deer sign. 50 yards from the road mm-hmm. and I've walked I walked miles I, I went two miles in and I'm like sitting, I'm looking at deer sign and I'm like there's nothing here yeah and I got 50 100 yards off the road and I just had tons of deer sign there <laughs> yeah. you know and um, luckily it's 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 not a place that uh, people hunt um, but um, 
And so I was like, oh, I'm, ha- I'm going to have to get deep. So I, I, I really enjoy finding those like off the wall places that people yeah. look at and go, I mean, that's, that's why I shot a deer and hit a pontoon boat, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, cause, uh, so I, I like places like that, you know? Um, and, and so, but when I'm hunting bigger tracks, um, just looking for those edges, um, uh, finding drainages on, on my, uh, lease on my club, um, we have, we have quite a few clear cuts. I love hunting clear cuts, love hunting clear cuts. And so what, what I like to do is is hunt them and then get down and ease around them. And yeah. um, and I know some people, you know, um, they they're like, don't you can't shoot a running deer. Well, I I I grew up shooting running deer, like dog hunting. For a living. And so I I I I really enjoy jump shooting them, like mm-hmm. just jump jumping them up and shooting at them. Um, um, you'd be amazed. Like I did that a couple times last year and I killed them. Yeah. Um, and. Um, and so I've done it a couple times in my life. Yeah. Now I would never do that on public, mm-hmm. just because um, I don't like to get down and walk around. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know who who don't know who's there. I don't know who's there. You know? I don't like to get down and walk around because I never know when I'll be back, and I would just like to make my presence as little known. <sighs> See, as it's, it's so hard for me, man. I I I love I love getting down, moving around, finding signs. Dude, I understand. I. I like it too. I would if I'm if I'm on a trip, if I'm on like an out of state trip or something. Yeah. Then I'll go and do that. Yeah. At home though. Yeah. And and I'm a big proponent of hunting on the ground too. I mm-hmm. I love hunting on the ground. Um and um I was watching some of the THP guys and um I know a lot that's they do a lot of their hunts from the ground because now granted there's a little different. They can do a lot more calling. Um yeah, they have higher deer numbers. Have, but definitely they, higher deer numbers. They they do like I always feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't get higher up. Um, well, see, there's especially with a bow. Like a I'm, couple of those um, um, pine thickets you're you're talking about, you can actually get too high in the oh, canopies yeah, where you can't see it. Like it, if you get four foot off the ground, three foot off the ground, you can see a long ways. Oh yeah. And there's there's a couple spots on my club. That I'm gonna do that next next week, where I'm 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 gonna look like a if another saddle hunter walked by, he'd laugh, he'd laugh at me. But I'm you know I'd be like, hey dude, you know, you hunt the way you hunt, and I hunt the way I want to hunt. And uh, um, so that's 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 my philosophy. Um, also, I'm keying in um, on on tracks, especially now with um, buck starting to chase some. Yeah. Um, um, got I got a couple of those that I found. So I'm keen in on those, but I'm also keen in on where they're coming, walking it, walking the block out, mm-hmm. and seeing if they come out. And if not, that's that's my old dog hunting days right there coming into play. Yeah. But um, uh, so that's that's what we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna set up on some clear cuts and um, and and do that. And you're gonna keep on hunting it transitions and stacking the odds, right? Yeah. I'm got a lot of good spots. I got a lot of spots. I know there's bucks. Mm-hmm. So just gonna take as much time off work as i can and gotta go kill something yeah guys if y'all get out in the next couple weeks man if you kill something post it um and i guarantee you at least tell us I, about it i can i, I can know. only speak for me and parker we won't bash you you know no and we ain't so, got there to talk um i don't care what you shot it with how you shot it how fast your car was driving it don't matter man it. i mean we we have killed them with every possible weapon this year crossbow bow and a rifle 
haven't killed one of the rifle yet. I have. <laughs> and so, and it looks got one of the crossbow. You got one of the bow. Yep. And um, and so um, not a bad bow season. I shot three. No, dude. Three with the bow. No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm, just I'm disgusted with myself, honestly. Uh, with that whole you, you're debacle. you're deer depressed right now. I'm deer pressed. Deer pressed. Uh, not not because I feel like I'm want to go hunt or anything. I just wounding a deer like that with a it's rifle hard. is a tough thing to get over. So I'm struggling with it. Um, for I mean several reasons really. I mean you work so hard to get those opportunities, and whenever you see one, especially with a rifle, like it should have been mm-hmm. quick and easy, you know. And it wasn't. It wasn't. But gotta have a short memory because yeah. next one walks out, you can't be thinking about the last one. Nope, I'm gonna kill him. That's right. All right, dude. I'm sleepy. Or you go to night, go to night, night. Go to night, night after you bought your bullets. 180 grain. Got some 180 grain. Jesus, love it. Yep. Smell the so. powder burn. All right. Well, guys, get out. Have a great week. Stay safe. Shoot straight. Kill deer. Kill some deer. Kill some deer. Kill some deer and make some memories. If you are going to do that, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. And the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise the minute.